0: Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries. Good morning. Thank you for joining me on uh, Casual Conversations. I am so glad that you have uh, tuned in today to listen to uh, something that may be of spiritual help to you and uh, provide you some spiritual momentum. And uh, I think that today's program is going to do just that because we have a wonderful guest on with us today. Uh, we have um, Reverend Ken Dove from Florida. He's an evangelist in the Church of the Nazarene. Good morning, Ken.
1: Good morning, Scott. Good to be with you.
0: Thanks for coming on. I tell you what, I... I um. I received a newsletter from somebody that we're both familiar with, Chick Shavers, an evangelism professor at Nazarene Theological Seminary. But anyway, I received his newsletter a few weeks ago, and I saw an article by you in that newsletter, and that's how, how we connected. Um, I saw that article, was excited about what you had to say about the call of God, and I decided to reach out to you. And you're so gracious to come on with, with me today. Thank you so much for spending the time. I know you're a busy man, and uh, God's using you in, in a wonderful way. And Get a few days home with your family. You don't want to be talking to a guy up in South Carolina.
1: <laughs> well, I, I appreciate the invitation to be with you. I'm excited to be on and talk to you about what's happening out there.
0: Well, tell us, before we get into that, tell us a little bit about uh, who is uh, a Ken Dove?
1: Well, uh, I'm uh, from Abingdon, Virginia. And uh, that's where I was born. Nine months old, mom and dad moved to Nashville, Tennessee. So that's where I grew up. And uh, I, I didn't grow up in a Christian home to begin with. It was basically when I was in elementary school. I remember we started going to church. Uh, at 11 years old, I, uh, I accepted Christ as my Savior at a revival meeting. It was a Friday night. I don't remember who the speaker was. Uh, I remember the message about Zacchaeus. And the song, of course, I learned in Sunday school was "We little Man, We Little Man was He?" so I kind of felt like Zacchaeus like being at eleven year old I couldn't see above everybody when they stood, so I you know and 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 um, the preacher just said, "If you want to know Jesus, you need to get to where he is, and so I had to move off from that pew where I was standing accepted Christ Monday morning. I went and told my English teacher what happened to me every revival Friday night, and she said, "Well, tell the class, so here I am in a public school for ten wow. minutes." You, you do that now, you go going to make the national news, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then I had three of my friends come to me on the playground after after that class, and they said, hey, how can we do this? So I led three of my friends to the Lord before we started playing kickball the Monday after I was uh, saved on a Friday night. Um, we, uh, we were in a Baptist church at that time, and uh, like happens to so many people, unfortunately, our family kind of backslid a bit, and we went on vacation, didn't go to church, came back from vacation, didn't go to church for several Sundays. I started asking what's happening, and a family friend of ours came over to the house and invited us to the church in Nazarene in Old Hickory, Tennessee, not far from where we lived. and we went, and we didn't stop, and we ended up joining, and then I joined the teen group, and then through that teen group, we went on a choir tour through the Carolinas. And uh, I was in Monroe, North Carolina. It was a Friday night in the church in Nazarene. I think our group outnumbered the people that night. And I had been dealing with a call to preach, Scott, and I hadn't let anyone know about it. And um, I, I had some hesitations because I had things wrong with me that I knew God surely couldn't use anybody like me because I had a stuttering problem for the first thing. I, I had a terrible stuttering problem. And I went to the altar that night. I prayed through with it. I had questions still. You know, I didn't know how I was going to pay for college. I didn't know how to spell Deuteronomy. Uh, So what am I going to do? (laughs) But trust the Lord. And so I was 17 years old when I made that commitment. And uh, it's been with me ever since. I started holding Youth Revivals uh, in Tennessee right after that happened. I started getting calls from pastors. And uh, so this call to to be an evangelist kind of revolved in that sort of thing. And I kind of like the travel. I like being at different places. I love being with the people. And uh God was using me in that. We were seeing folks at the altar, and I was just beginning to think, I think, I think this is what God wants me to do. But I wanted to be a pastor first. Because who's gonna have a 17-year-old evangelist? You know, that's not gonna happen very much. So at twenty, at the age of twenty, I became pastor of a rural church in a, in an hour south of nashville called fly f-l-y i thought i've always said it's providential that a dove would pastor fly <laughs> but um so I, I became the pastor there because i wanted to learn about the local church because i knew as an evangelist i'm going to be in a lot of local churches and it to be good for me to get experience about the pastorate so i was in the pastorate um, for five years so you
0: were you were 20 when you went there
1: i was 20 I was were you 20. married yet I was not married, but every Sunday afternoon dinner, I was meeting somebody's niece. <laughs> you know, and so, it's a good strategy, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't for me because I wasn't really, you know, I was trying to get done with college, and and uh, uh, so everybody else thought they wanted to be matchmaker. But I did have a friend at Trebeca Nazarene University, where where I was attending. He said, "Hey, I got this young girl that I'm working with. She's from Florida. She's a freshman. I'm a senior." And he said, I think you ought to meet her. And so my curiosity got the best of me one day. I met her, and we started dating. And would you believe nine months later, I graduated college, and we got married two weeks after that. And we've been married now for 32 years. Well, Harley, praise God. She's from St. Petersburg, Florida. So that's why we've kind of migrated back to, back to Florida. She's close to mom. She's close to a brother and a sister here. And, and um, so that makes me good when I leave, leave the house to know that she's really home but that's how the call evolved and came to be. And, uh, I went into evangelism in 95 through 2002.
0: So, so how old were you then?
1: I was uh, 27, 27 I went into evangelism full time.
0: And you had children yet? At we home, did or? not.
1: We did not. And, uh, it was several years. Um, we started having kids in 99. Michael was our, o- is our oldest born in 1999. And, uh, we had Jacqueline next three years later in 2002. Now, that began to weigh on me, Scott, uh, being gone. And uh-huh. I felt like God called me for this, but I also knew I could go out and try to win the whole world and lose my family. What good is that going to do? Because my oldest, my, my, my young son then was talking, Dad, you got to be gone again, and how long are you going to be gone this time? And it weighed on me. And so I got a call from a church in North Florida that I've been to several times. Their evangelists. Their, their founding pastor was retiring. They asked me if I wanted to come in for an interview. It seemed the timing was right. So I went in for the interview, pastored their church for three years. And then I got a call to Nashville Grace Church in um, Nashville, Tennessee. So I'm kind of back home, pastored there for nearly 10 years. And then I went to Atlanta first, which is now Grace Point, for seven and a half. And it was two years ago um, that I re-entered the field of evangelism. God had been speaking to me for a, for, a, for a year, and I kept putting it off, thinking, well, we're going to get our youngest daughters through high school. And God just kept putting my, putting my face back in my prayer going, Ken, you're in charge of this, aren't you? You got to trust me. Practice what you preach. Uh-huh. <laughs> so – that's how I'm back now into full-time evangelism. And, it, and Scott, it feels like I've never left. It just, It's just who I am. It's what I'm made for. and um,
0: I guess I, so. You started on the playground <laughs> the Monday right. after you were saved. Right. <laughs> that is amazing. Praise the Lord. Well, Ken, let's take a, a quick break. And when we come back, um, I want you to, uh, to address something that, that I read in that, that newsletter that uh, introduced us. So let's take a break. Hello there. This is John at Momentum Ministries. Get the momentum you need now. Check out our resources available at MomentumMinistries.org. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations by Momentum Ministries. Have a great day in the Lord. Okay, welcome back. We're glad that you are with us, and uh, we have Ken Dove with us on Casual Conversations today. Ken, before we went to break, I was I mentioned that uh, you had written in an article uh, in Chick Shaver's uh, newsletter. You'd written a, an article called "God Is Still Calling." Tell us about that.
1: Well, in my experience over the last, uh, like I said, nearly two years now, being back into the field of full time evangelism, my evangelism. Um Some of the revivals that i've uh been invited to i i've uh preached my testimony about my own calling, and God has used that uh, uh time and time again and um, and even if it's not that sermon i I see again young people uh young being teenagers up through college age uh coming to the altar and um and accepting a call to ministry. And uh, that call has been pastorate. It's been um, youth minister. It's been um, uh, a a, a, um, a music pastor, worship pastor. Um, And the one that I wrote about happened in Winchester, uh, Virginia, last year. So it'll be uh, 2022. And the young man came forward literally before I even preached. I mean, he was at the altar during the song service, and it's it's, been—it was like me. He'd been dealing with it for a while, and he just uh, was overcome with emotion and just nailed it right there. And that revival, of course, took off after that. I mean, we we didn't look back. There was even talk about extending the revival and keep going. Uh, But but he uh, uh, has has progressed well, and uh, we we've seen. Uh, several young people, even last week, I uh, you'll probably get to that later, but in at, at Bale Church in the Nazarene. Uh, yeah, I was going to
0: ask you about that because uh, we talked last week and what a great story that was, uh, what happened in yeah, Bell?
1: Yeah, Tuesday night um, was the night we started Palm Sunday and we went through Good Friday. So we had service and Sunday That March. was an
0: extension, wasn't it?
1: It was because the year before I was there, And we did extend it. It was supposed to end Wednesday and we went through Friday and the pastor, Dave Clark just said, look, we're going to book you next year, but we're not going to play this game about whether or not we're going to continue. Let's just go ahead and book the whole week. Amen. (laughs) So that's what he did. And Tuesday night, um, the young man who has been dating the pastor's daughter. And, uh, I didn't know that they'd been praying for him for two years. And he came to the altar Tuesday night and, uh, and, and accepted Christ, started his relationship with Jesus. So that kind of set the church ablaze. When he went forward, um, I noticed uh, a 17-year-old young lady got, got up who happens to be one of my twin daughters, and she goes to the altar. And so, of course, being the dad that I am, you know, the young man, Evan, is already at the altar, and people are surrounded by him. His church is around him, so I'm not really needed there. So I head over to the other altar to Kimberly, and uh, she's she's got tears. Uh, she, you know She's emotional. And and um, she said, Dad, um, God's called me to be a youth pastor, and I've got to say yes. So, you know, uh, that kind of broke it open. Yes. <laughs> but but, Scott, the crowds increased after Tuesday night. It was amazing word had gotten out and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday, the church was nearly packed out. Uh, so wonderful spirit of revival and uh, many people come into Christ, young people, uh, as I'm saying, uh, from probably seven years of age to thirties, uh, people come into Christ for the first time. There's some recommitments. Um, just looking forward to seeing what God's going to do in that church in the months ahead.
0: Amen. So, uh, Ken, you're talking about revivals. Maybe some of our folks think that might might think that's an old-fashioned concept. But in your conversation, you're talking about revivals in young people. Is today still a, the day of revivals?
1: Oh, I believe it's never left us. I believe any any thinking that revival is old-fashioned and it doesn't work anymore. I would uh, I would protest that in a in a nice way. Uh, just to ask your people in your congregation who came to Christ or who made bold steps in their faith in revivals or camp meetings. And I would guarantee you there's a lot of people. And we may think, well, that's a generational thing. It's, it's you know, that sort of day has passed. No, we saw back in February what happens when a true revival comes in Asbury. Uh, as the uh, guest speaker uh, has been uh, uh, very, v- very, uh, open about how he felt like he was a failure that day he even wrote his wife and told him well that that was uh, another one that uh, didn't hit it's not about the speaker it's uh it's about um obedience and and receiving and uh being faithful and i believe when we are faithful seeking god and uh convicted of our sin revival happens you don't have to put a sign in the yard that says revival uh revival you know i i read something the other day where if you seek revival you get an experience but if you seek Jesus you get revival amen ain't that great That's great and so i'm seeing you know in my second time around being an evangelist uh, i'm seeing people more hungry now than they were before i think it's the time of day we live in i believe people are 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 seeing that through what we've been going through the last few years uh in in, in the in a world pandemic how, how short life is i think people are getting more serious about spiritual issues now than they ever have been and i, I think that that's um bringing people to church I, I know we just celebrated easter just past sunday as we were recording this and it was great to see uh churches full again i don't think that's happened in a few years so, people haven't forgotten the church. a lot of people may have thought that, but connecting people to the church that seems to be a priority, but I want to connect people to Jesus because I think when we connect people to Christ, it's like I tell people, if you get into the Word of God, the Word of God is going to drive you to prayer, or if you pray more, it's going to put you in the Word of God more, and when you do both of those things, you want to get around people who are like you, not that you want to just get into a church and stay there, but you're getting into a church to get momentum and to help you in your conversations every day. You're, you're, you're gaining um, more wisdom. You're getting um, uh, concrete evidence in your life. Um, You're getting more bold in your faith to speak out and tell people about Jesus. And so um, I I believe we're going to see a great revival happen. It could be used in different words you know spiritual awakening uh however you want to say it uh but i'm thankful that that god's got me busy in these days going out and preaching amen and uh and seeing great things happen
0: Well, in a minute i'm going to ask you to uh to lead us in a prayer but before we do um i want to harken back to a comment we made before we started recording you said that uh, john wesley would have loved to live in this day. And I was just so captured by that uh, exciting thought. And um, would you care to, uh, to kind of unpack that for our listeners today?
1: Sure, I'll try. But, you know, John Wesley, uh, being the preacher that he was and um, uh, being open to new ways, I mean, it was um, uh, his friend George Whitfield that, that kind of pushed him to, to preach in the fields. And uh, when thousands of people showed up, John wrote in his journal he tend he tended to like that style <laughs> because <laughs> it was yeah. it was bringing people right. um, to him. Uh, he wasn't not welcomed back to a lot of churches that he went to, so this open field preaching was a great thing. But the message of holiness uh, I believe uh, is so needed in our world today because of just how the world is. Uh, the world has not just gotten. Uh, Post-Christian, it's got anti-Christian. Yes, and uh, I, I kind of tell people not to get so upset about if we're not accepted here because we're really not supposed to be. This is not our home anyway. Uh, you know, we we are we are as a bumper sticker that I saw as a teenager. We're just passing through. So this holiness message is a call to authenticity. It's a call to Christ likeness. It's a call for the Holy spirit to live within us, to live through us, Jesus himself, living through us. Uh, I believe those sort of authentic things are, are, are just, uh, speaking to young people today. And, um, I, I think they're hungry for that, especially the ones that I'm living with, you know, my own daughters and my son, they're, they're wanting, uh, not an experience, but they're wanting a deep relationship, um, and I, I love that about the young people. I believe the young people are going to lead us in a revival if it isn't happening already, uh, because of their simplicity to the gospel. It's about Jesus, and um, we tend to, as we get older, uh, start to think too much, and think of ourselves too much, mm-hmm. and uh, and think about what we believe and what we don't like and what we do like. But John Wesley would love would love to preach in this, in this age, because the hunger for holiness and I believe a thirst for righteousness is there, there yes. for the ripe, it's ripe. Amen.
0: Well, I would ask you, uh, Ken, as, as we conclude, why don't you, um, Why don't you pray a prayer for revival, for God to call people to himself and to ministry Mm -hmm. and just however you feel led to to pray for our listeners today. Would you do that,
1: please? Appreciate that, Scott. Thank you for the privilege. Father, I thank you today for your love for us. So evident from uh, a well-known Bible verse from John 3, 16, that God, you so loved the world that you gave your son, that whosoever believe in him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. Father, I pray for that listener today who, who may have felt like uh, the church has gave up on them or maybe they have given up on the church. I, I pray for that person today, Father, who, who wants that authenticity in their life or wants to see it in someone's life who says that they are a follower of yours. I pray that we would look unto you, the author and perfecter of our faith, And I pray for those who may be dealing with a call to ministry, a call to preach, a call to lead a ministry, to be involved in their local church or somewhere in their community to help those who are in need and less fortunate. I thank you for the young people that are standing up boldly and who are testifying to the fact that uh, you are a risen Savior and you've taken away guilt and shame and depression and, and drugs and alcohol and, and all the uh, appetites of the flesh. And you have uh, replaced those with your spirit. And just like the word says, a child shall lead them. I really believe the young people are the key to the revival. And I know what uh, Paul wrote, young Timothy, uh, let the believers look upon you and be an example Be an example to all believers by the way you live your life. Live a holy life. And he talks about that in Romans, being pleasable and sectable to your way and to your will. God, I just thank you for the opportunity that Scott and I have to minister to uh, people who uh, we come in contact with on a daily basis. And I just pray and thank you, God, for all you're doing. Bring revival. And may we recognize uh, your coming. And may we, Lord, embrace the scriptures, deepen our prayer life, and walk in your steps. We pray in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. Thanks, Ken. I appreciate that. One thing I do want to tell you, and uh, let my listeners uh, hear it as well, is you have been such a source of a uh, needed inspiration for me as I'm preparing to uh, to go and to preach a revival. Actually, as we're recording this, I, I start this Saturday and. Uh, this is a new uh, venture for me, but listening to you and how God is working in, in the churches where you've been and through your ministry, it, it gives me great encouragement. So thank you. Appreciate it. Now, before we go, uh, how do people get in touch with you? I want, uh, I want people to call you for a revival. If I was a pastor <laughs> of a church, I'd be on my phone right now <laughs> looking for you.
1: <laughs> oh, I appreciate the endorsement, Scott. Thank you. But it's at uh, kendove.com. That's so easy, D-O-V-E. Uh, KenDove.com. There you'll see uh, a little bit about me, my bios there, uh, some folks who have endorsed me, and a um, way to get in contact me personally from that, from that website.
0: Okay. Very good. Uh, again, uh, God bless you. Thank you for being on with me today. I appreciate it.
1: Scott, thank you. Thanks for your ministry, for this podcast, and for the books you write, for the things you're doing. I'll be praying for you.
0: Thank you. Well, that's it for today's Casual Conversations. Join us again on our next one. But until then, may God grant you spiritual momentum, spiritual revival. God bless you. Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's momentum ministries with two Ms in the middle, .org.